marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in to Draw Near. This week, we are having a little bit of a treat for you in that we have several things posting, kind of in celebration of baby Aggie coming. Kara and BJ, congratulations once again. We are doing a series on marriage and family life. So, of course, I would start this episode with that scene from the greatest movie of all time. That's right, The Princess Bride. Kara and I we love Princess Bride. It is our favorite movie. It's also a favorite with my family. It is a tradition in my house. I don't know when or why it became a tradition, but every birthday, every one of my birthdays, we watch The Princess Bride together as the blizzard comes down because I always get a blizzard for my birthday too. So why not? We watch The Princess Bride. Love that movie. Literally greatest movie of all time. If you have not seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus. I believe if you can't find it, you don't have Disney Plus, you can probably find it anywhere. It's usually at the Walmart in the $5 bin. If you still have a DVD player, check it out. Rent it from the library. But it is a must watch. You have to see The Princess Bride. This episode really is a, a companion episode to the one we did with Taylor Schroll from the Forte Catholic Podcast on going to bed angry, which is really just a part of the conversation that we had. It's two guys talking about marriage, sharing things they've learned, offering some advice, reflecting on uh, everything that is the mystery, the beauty, the wonder of marriage, sharing from our hearts and our own experience. You'll find the same thing in this episode with Philip Grothus. So I encourage you, if you're tuning into this one, but you haven't heard the other one, listen to them both because they really are companions. That said, let's dive in. All right. Well, we are blessed to have the Philip Grothus joining us. <laughs> the Philip, for, like I'm important. <laughs> yeah, right. The Philip Grothus, yes, for this segment uh, of Draw Near. Uh, we're talking about marriage. 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 Uh, yes. I want to start the episode. Maybe this is like, this is me thinking out loud as editor. I want to start the, ed- the episode with, marriage is what brings us together today. And then start the Draw Near theme. Yes. What do you think? Do you think people will get that? I think a lot of people would get it. I actually listened to a, uh, a Catholic podcast not too long ago where they talked about the, the like top 10 priests in pop culture or in video or movies, and that made one of them. And nice. someone actually uh, started off their homily during homiletics with that, and he said that most of them got it, but some of them were uh-huh. like, huh, what? Yeah, so it's definitely yeah. a divisive uh, it is. line. Yeah, I used to teach marriage prep classes, and there was one time that I literally start started the class with that line. Oh, my gosh. It's so and classic. nobody, nobody in the room got it. None oh, no. None of them had ever seen the movie. And you talk about awkward for the rest of the day. Yeah, it was. Th- that would definitely it was kill hard. it. I mean, it's difficult to recover from that. So. Yep. All right, so who is Philip Grothis? Well, I a, I live in Madrid, Iowa. It's a small little town. Uh, I've been married to my wife, Kelly, for almost 18 years. And it's we have been blessed. Uh, we have a house full of boys and girls. 
There's lots of laughter, lots of joy. And I am now the communications coordinator at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. And everyone tells me like how big it is. It is, it is ginormous. And I, I love every minute of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Being in a small town parish at St. Malachy's, um, I do get that beautiful dichotomy of big and small. So I can bring some of this energy for this big parish back home. But before that, uh, I was working as a graphic designer in Grimes, Iowa for an anime production agency. And then I transitioned into uh, working for Gannett, which is a huge newspaper conglomerate, where I became a leader for a team of Wisconsin, where we put together um, 11 daily publications and probably 18 non-dailies. And oh, wow. I, I led it all from the comfort of my home. So we've known each other, it's hard to believe, but almost a decade. Has it it's been that? Oh my gosh. It has been that long. That's yeah, cool. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know you've been very active in ministry for all that time, uh, especially with youth and young people there at St. Malachy's. And I'm excited that you're at St. Francis of Assisi Parish. We love St. Francis of Assisi. <laughs> and I've, I've heard a lot of good things about that parish. So I think that's wonderful that you're there. And uh, I just want to thank Father Joseph pins for having letting you join us today for draw near uh, i'm just really thrilled um and i know we have a lot of iowa catholic radio listeners no doubt parishioners of saint francis of assisi that there so so welcome yeah all of you all the listeners and especially you philip it's it's i'm just blessed to have you with me here um, today thanks i'm so excited to chat with you and um have some fun this is going to be a great time first philip question for you what were some of your thoughts going into marriage? Well, I was really excited just to be married and to spend the rest of my life with, with Kelly. Head over heels, fell in love with her. And beyond that, I was just thinking about this today. I think it may be a guy, now correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't think too far or I didn't think too far ahead past let's just get married. Like I didn't uh -huh. think about kids. I didn't think about jobs. I was just like, I just want to get married and I right. love her and I want to be yeah. with her and all that. I hate to say it. We'll just, I'll figure it out. I think that's kind of similar for me because it was, you know, in all honesty, and I think my wife would say the same thing. Uh, I didn't even think far enough ahead to realize we were dating. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we were, we were always together. We hung out like best friends and it wasn't until like months later, you know, uh, one day I realized, why do I go out of my way to pick her up first? Why do I always clean my car? Just like the country song before I pick oh, wow. her up, you know? And, and then like, you know, even a month later after that realization, it was, oh, I think we're dating, you know? It, that's literally the conversation. So we, we have no anniversary. It was just, uh, I think we're dating. Oh, <laughs> and, did, you, you know, did you actually ask her though at some point? That was literally, we maybe the oh, we're dating, was like us asking ourselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, there was no formal ask That's... Uh, in there. So, And we don't even remember the date when that happened. It was in October sometime. Uh, so the following October I proposed, and, you know, the following October after that we got married. But wow. it was, it was uh, just kind of stumbled into it, to be honest. So I didn't even think far enough to in advance to ask her to date. So... Oh, yeah, so I would agree with you. Maybe I'm the extreme, though. No, because that is <laughs> oddly familiar because Kelly and I, we had been dating. Like, I would ask her out, and she, we would go on dates or go to a movie. 
and mm-hmm. been hanging out, spending some time together. It was Groundhog's Day. So we celebrate Groundhog's Day instead of Valentine's Day. And um, it was literally a conversation of we looked at each other like, well, do you? Sure. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. It was That's so awesome. cheesy and dumb. Like there was no like, hey, do you want to... Will you be my right. girlfriend? Will you go steady with me? Right. Like all those TV tropes, it, it never happened. Not even the awkward, so what are we? Discussion oh, totally. It never out. happened. No. Yeah. It's always a tough question in those days. So Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Can we just be <laughs> friends? Yeah. That's funny. So like what were like also with that, like your experience and maybe culture around you or maybe your experience with marriage growing up. How did that shape your thoughts going into your marriage? Um, I leaned heavily on like how my sisters acted with their husbands because that was really what was close to me and mm-hmm. uh, my parents. It's just seeing how they acted and the love that they shared for each other. Like I'm the youngest of three and the the biggest advice if we want to go down this road I remember specifically going out to lunch with every single of my sisters and asking them, when do you know you're ready? Or how did you know he was the one? And they all said, I hate to say this, you just know. And it was so like, I was, I remember feeling deflated, right? but afterwards I'm like, dang, they were right. What were some of the challenges uh, early on for you as you went into marriage, kind of like the thoughts about marriage that that you brought with you or uh, maybe even habits you had? If if this isn't necessarily a confessional, but (laughs) what what were some of the obstacles that had to be overcome as you entered into marriage and how did you do that? Um, Basically just getting into the rhythms of your roles as a married couple Um, It was a lot of discussion, a lot of things. uh, I mean, there's the usual tropes that you kind of go back and forth, like I'm supposed to provide. So I think that that became like a big hiccup with me of like, oh, I'm the guy, I'm the man, I need to provide. Hmm. Um, And then when it came to it, it's, it all changed. Like money went out the door, ego went out the door. Uh, I'm just here to help out and provide mm-hmm. that way, and it'll all work out. And then uh, faith became a very big part of both of us. Like I was mm-hmm. very much going. I just wanted to go to mass, and I wanted to be a lector because that's what my dad did, and mm-hmm. I, I thought that that was awesome. Reading uh, and pro- proclaiming the word of God to the congregation, I thought that was cool. And then, um, you know, now I'm the communications coordinator of a very large parish. Like, how does that happen? It doesn't happen by myself. My Mm. wife definitely helped me get there. Yeah, I can relate to that. I I think um, we've been we've been married not quite as long as you all, but about the same. I I would have to do the math and I'm a terrible person and a terrible husband because it's escaping me at the moment. But I, I can see like the adventures we've had, you know, moving across the country a handful of times and, you know, all the challenges we've faced. I, I'm confident I wouldn't be where I am today without her. You know, I would probably still be 
I don't know, a, a middle school man child, um, you know, because that's kind of how I was. It's kind of scary um, when I met her. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. Have you thought about what you like? It sounds like you have because I definitely have. And it scares me mm. and I don't go yeah. down that road. Right. Yeah. I, I was some strange combination of uh, Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Uh, with some character from the movie Half Baked, I would say oh that describes me. <laughs> before I met my wife, you know, and uh, and so yeah, I, I marriage is is why I'm where I am today. I think so. I can definitely relate to that. I'm curious, like, what are some lessons you learned pretty quickly in marriage? I learned that well, it wasn't quick. It was like a slow burn. Knowing how. Yeah, I'll say how intelligent Kelly is and how much because she is in education, so she can mm-hmm. pick up on a lot of things um, and studied a lot of it uh, to be what she is and how she does things in school that I was not a born born leader, as you can say, because I was mm-hmm. the youngest, so I didn't have to lead. And then I was right. also one of the youngest in my grade, so I didn't have to lead and mm-hmm. She leads in school and she leads uh, in the church. She doesn't want, like, she's like, I lead every day. You please lead. Like, yeah. And it was hard to Uh learn that and hard to pick that up. Um, So over the years, you know, I've gone from teaching confirmation to being a youth group leader or co-leader and leading a team in Wisconsin remotely to now a commun- the communications coordinator of a very large parish. Mm. I mean, I've picked up styles of leadership and mm. am using them appropriately in different situations. And um, I, I will tell you this, the hardest one is being the leader of the house. Yeah, yeah. It's a chat. it's a exciting challenge every day of how to put out new fires it's never the right same. and it and it manifests in some of the most subtle ways like if i want to frustrate my wife she'll you know she'll say what do you want for dinner and i say i don't know you pick you know like that's the worst response oh it, it's it's she make a decision and she's wanting me to lead in those things because it's like i've been making decisions about all of these things all day i need you to decide you know and that's i don't know if that's true for you totally. but if i come back with um with that response i i don't know i'm not i'm not saying we're both very indecisive people when it comes to like what should we have for dinner or where do you want to go to eat or what do you want to watch tv it's mm-hmm. very much of i constantly say and think well what does she want to eat and what will i be okay with almost like sacri- I don't yeah it does sound like I'm sacrificing what I'm really hungry for 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 her and it, I don't see it as a sacrifice I see it as a willingness to provide and it's it, it's really interesting that we're very similar that way I, I know for me when I was reflecting on this question what lessons did you learn and and I think communication is the thing that stands out to me the most like communication uh, I would say is the lifeblood of any meaningful relationship it, it it's what makes the relationship live and move uh, it's what keeps it together I mean um, you can speak to this too is if you want but 
like the one constant thing in marriage for us that I've noticed is change. You know, our thoughts change, our behaviors change, our tastes change, interests change. I think our kids change us. And each, and especially when you factor in that each kid is different, uh, our jobs change us. You know, I've been in a situation where, in the past, where stress at a job has changed me. You know, sometimes sometimes yes, that's for totally. the worse, sometimes it's for the better. And I, I really think what I've come to realize um, is that good communication is the only thing that helps you survive the stormy waters of change. Um, I don't know. What do you, what does that resonate with you? And maybe you could speak to that as well. It totally does. Um, same way and differently, like uh, it's very important and integral to a healthy relationship, whether you're dating, whether you're married anytime, or if you're just friends, like the best way to stay in touch with the with your friend is to communicate. And it's not just what you say, it's definitely like how you carry your yourself. Um, so much of our communication is nonverbal. So the defensive mechanism is to always say, I'm fine. Right. But yet your body is hunched over and you're sullen and taken in. Well, that's, do I push or do I just let it be right. and just let you figure it out? Um, so those subtleties are, are bigger than the actual communication that we speak to each other. Yeah. I think, um, for Crystal and I also being open enough in our communication to, to give each other a heads up on, Hey, uh, I'm a little irritable today. If I act this way, this is why it's not you. It's this situation or I'm tired or, you know, even like you said, even in friendships, Kara and I do the same thing. I'm grumpy today. It It's not you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I didn't sleep last night because the kids kept waking me up or, you know, I was worried about getting this thing done. I, I think in marriage, I know Crystal and I have always been really good about, well, I should say we try to be very good about <laughs> it. Because um, I feel like every time there is a, a real disagreement, I'll say, or any, any kind of tension, it's usually because it boils down to a lack of communication, like assuming oh, yeah, the other person totally. uh, is thinking the way we are and they're not. We're very two very different people. We need to hang out more, Fred. Right. Like yeah. seriously, seriously, uh, if there weren't hundreds of miles in between us, we would be hanging out all the time. Yeah. Because um, that's the majority of our arguments. And I will gladly say the majority of them are because poor communication with me where you said like you're assuming this is going to happen or you're assuming this and that and it's all me assuming a lot of things yeah yeah um and then you play I, i play the stupid mental chess game of if i say this then she's going to say this and then i'm already upset at myself and it's like just say it right and if it if you're right you're right and if you're not you're probably not because she's it's usually best to say you were right Yes, dear. That was one of my early lessons. Cause, but, but it's also like, that's not just a like cliche for me. Um, that is generally true. When I think about the source of conflict, it's usually, it usually is on my part, if I'm honest. Like it, I, I'm assuming she's thinking the same way I am, or she's going to understand by me acting the certain way that I'm upset about this particular thing, rather than just saying it, <laughs> you know? Do you, do you think it's primal? Do you think that is primal? Like, you know, you think about 
our first roles mm-hmm. on this earth as hunters and gatherers. Yeah. So we are, we act fast to get the meat or to get the, the food mm-hmm. and our, all of our energy is there where gatherers, they are more patient and calm and right. gathered and collective. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that because as I was describing this, I had this picture of myself as sort of this Neanderthal kind of person, you know, just <laughs> grunting my way around yes, yes. rather than actually using my words. I've heard my wife say, use your words so many times oh my to gosh. the kids. But I think it's true for me. Like, I'm just not expressing myself enter conflict, you know. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely relate to what you're saying there. All right, Philip, if you could give yourself advice back then, if you hopped in your time machine and you could talk to yourself 18 years ago, what advice would you give yourself about what you were about to enter into in marriage? Oh, man, I'm going to have to quote. Uh, I, I always say this in the Jafar voice. <laughs> patience, Iago, patience. Nice. <laughs> is to have patience mm-hmm. uh, when you're with everything, with life, whether you're struggling with your job, struggling uh, with your marriage, with your faith, uh, to have patience and to keep it, to keep your faith, mm-hmm. to keep keep it going. It, trust in God and to beat myself into submission with it's on God's time. Right. It's not on our earthly time. Yeah. Uh, so different things have happened in our life and in our marriage where Kelly had to be the rock and I had to be the rock. Mm-hmm. And just keeping that patience and believing that it'll all work out. God will provide. And he, it's on his time. And then you can look back and dissect it and be like, wow, uh, this happened for a reason mm-hmm. and it took you this long to figure it out and took you this long to correct what was wrong and put what was important. Right. Um, so like to go back, I was working and I ultimately lost my job mm. and it was a hard time for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I was praying. We were um, very blessed to have, a good community of family and friends that helped us in that, that trying time. Um, but I realized I was doing stuff selfishly. Mm. Um, I was doing things that put my own ambitions first and not my family Mm -hmm. or God first. Mm -hmm. And it was a very humbling experience where if I didn't have my faith and I didn't have Kelly, I don't, I definitely wouldn't be sitting in this beautiful parish right? in this position. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. And a great reflection of like her support, Christ being present in the midst of that and trusting in him and, and having that humility. I think humility is like, maybe if we were to think of marriage having a, a few cornerstones, communication would be one, but I feel like humility would have to be one as well. Yeah, it's totally, totally like you can't, you also got to laugh. Yes. Yeah. I would. Yeah. And laugh at yourself. Yeah. I think humor would be humor would be one of those pillars as well. Certainly, but it does take it takes a degree of courage to admit 
I was being selfish in this way or that way. It takes courage to be humble in any relationship, but I think in some ways in marriage as well. Probably, I think men were kind of, maybe it is that primal thing you were talking about earlier. Like humility can be a little bit of a challenge for us sometimes, I feel like. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, as I was reflecting on this this question, if I could give myself advice, I think how I would answer this question now is different than how I would have answered it a year ago. And I think giving myself advice, you know, when I, when I mar- married my wife, I think it would sound like this. Take the time. Make the time. Work can wait. Enjoy every moment while you can. Uh, if it means getting up early, get up early. Quality time, if it's not necessarily something you can schedule, always it's being present in the moment but at the same time if you're not intentional about making the time to be present in the moment um, you're missing out on everything god wants to give you in marriage and with that i would say pray together no compromise yes. ever. yes um that is definitely something that kelly has pushed for several years and um, we have been praying together for several years but i i will agree with you mm. something that we were he- i was hesitant on yeah and it's it just brings you another bond, another level of love. Amen, Philip. I, I I don't know about you, but I've noticed as a as a couple, and I've seen this with a lot of couples as well um, over the years, is that one of the hardest things to do together as a couple for some reason is to pray together. Like I've heard that from couples that have been married for decades. I've even heard that from deacons and their wives that they that tends to be something that's a struggle. Have you noticed that? Has that been true for you? It's knowing that my prayer life is very private. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, We do pray as a family. And it's really hard now that we've got kids with different ages and different bedtimes. So that part is hard. But we always um, pray right right together, uh, right before bed, just Kelly and I, Mm -hmm. the two of us. And um, it's, it's been very fruitful. It also becomes therapeutic in a way where you get off your chest of what's bothering you. Yeah. And it's not like, hey, Kelly, will you help me with this? It's this is what's bothering me. Mm-hmm. It's asking God, hey, this is really what I need help with, what we need help with. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's, it's almost like saying, hey, Kelly, will you help me lift this? And God grabs it too, you know, and you lift that yes, totally that, that heavy thing up that you're trying to carry by yourself. I, I think too, there's an element of there's a vulnerability and an intimacy that's required in praying together. And like if we look at Scripture, what is marriage is supposed to be? If we look at Genesis two twenty four, naked and unashamed. And I think there's a level of intimacy that's required in prayer where it's one more level of intimacy, one more level of knowing each other more deeply and more profoundly that we have to overcome like that, that tendency to want to cover ourselves like Adam and Eve did. If that makes sense. Totally. And I think in marriage that it should be something we desire, um, that we would pray together for that reason. It's one more way of being known to the other. You've mentioned it quite a few times, like throughout, but I'm curious, like, what role has your faith played? Like, is there some scriptures that really stand out to you? And and maybe concretely, like, how has your faith journey as a couple been? And 
uh, maybe you could share a little bit with the listeners what might help them in that regard, like to see the value in that. There's no scriptures because that is not my forte. Mm-hmm. That is not like I don't dive dive deep into it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's something I do need to. I know I need to work on it, but I do read it. I read uh, I read it with my littlest son Luke, and I would read it to the girls when they were growing up. But uh, it's more practice mm-hmm. what right. you preach instead yeah. of looking to scre- looking to scripture, mm-hmm. and um, it's what's really interesting is how I have evolved where, you know, I'm in a, I never would have imagined I'd be at St. Francis mm-hmm. of Assisi right. as a communications coordinator. Mm-hmm. I never would have dreamed I would be working for a Catholic church mm-hmm. or a Catholic organization. Like that was not on my right. radar, but looking back all the little things um, and seeing how much joy does is brought to me talking about it, listening to it, brings it to the house. And uh, like, I was not, was not someone like, for example, I'm not someone who is like, Hey, let's go to daily mass. Kelly was very much like, Philip, do you want to go to daily mass? Will you get off work in time to go to daily mass? Uh, I might. Right. We'll see. Uh-huh. I went to daily mass today with the students for their first day back mm-hmm. at school. And it, brought back all these memories and emotions of when I was in Catholic school growing up, which I never even thought about until today. And it was, it was beautiful. Father Pins mm-hmm. homily was about St. Bartholomew. It's his feast day today. Mm-hmm. And um, challenged all of us to be courageous in our faith and, and to preach nice. it. Um, and just how he spoke to the kids was like, that's how I should speak to everybody. And I need to emulate that and imitate right. that. Um, it's not like he was all in a kiddish voice, but it was very much like relatable and uh, something I can definitely bring home. Yeah. Well, that, that's perfect for a scripture that comes to mind, living marriage well. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That's exactly what he's getting at there, you know, to to love your wife the way that Christ loved his, his church. I always picture that, that scene where, in the Passion of the Christ, where Jesus is being brought down off the cross and Mary's holding oh. him, and that's what it looks like. That's yeah. what marriage looks like yeah. as a man. Like, there's a—obviously, there's sacrifice on both ends there that happens, but— that's a high calling. Husbands love your wife as Christ loves the church. And I feel like that's what Father Pins is talking about Definitely. sort of in there as it relates to marriage. I see that in what you're saying, practicing what you're preaching and so on and being that example of Christ. Right. And, and to be that example, it's hard. And I'm, and I know I struggle at it because like, I don't know about you, but there are definitely times when I'm asked to do something it is very like, ah, I don't want to do it. Right, and yeah. I know I need to look at it as I get to help her and yeah. I get to do it for her and to see the fruit that will come from it instead of, ah, oh, this is taken away from my time, my relaxation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Like, oh, I, w- I would rather sit here and 
play this game or watch this <laughs> YouTube video or watch all these dad jokes. Yes. Like, I don't want to do that. Yes. Like mow the grass. No way. Who, who likes mowing the grass besides <laughs> my wife? Yeah. Like, right. It's crazy. She's like, I love mowing the grass and I understand it now why she likes it mm. so much because you can actually see the result right, right. away. That makes sense. My wife has never mowed the grass. So <laughs> funny enough. So <laughs> there's like complete opposites there, but, uh, I think the scripture that came to mind for me, and, and I think it, it's kind of the same idea as what Father Pins is talking about as well, I think, but Ecclesiastes 4.12. And, you know, we got married in the Protestant church, had a, had a deeper conversion, became Catholic, but that was actually one of the scriptures we chose to be read at our wedding. It says, I'm just going to badly paraphrase it, it says, though two may walk together and be separated, uh, a threefold cord may never be broken. Mm. And what that's getting at is Christ is the the three, the three third fold. The, you know, if you think of braiding, you think of making a rope, you need three strands, not two, yeah. to easily pull apart. But Christ at the center of the marriage, it takes three to get married, as Fulton Sheen says, you know. Wow. And so that always comes to mind is how do we keep Christ at the center of our marriage? Um, how do we keep him first? And I think that is what's kept us together. You know, when we got married, a lot of our friends were getting married. And, and, f- and for most of our friend group, there, was, there wasn't any real faith. And looking back on it, and I, and I don't mean any judgment or offense by this, many of them have gone different ways. They're no longer married or they're on their second marriage or whatnot. And I don't mean that as a criticism, but part of me thinks of like all the baggage I brought into marriage and, you know, and, and we all bring baggage, I suppose, in our own way into marriage. I look back on how we're still together, you know, and how we're still thriving. It's it's that putting Christ at the center and both of us trying to to meet Christ there at the center. And I liked earlier how you articulated seasons in your marriage where one of you is stronger, one of you is weaker. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. There's a, you're all, both of you are growing, some slower than others, you know, sometimes at the same, but it always balance out. There's an ebb and flow. Yes. And I think it's Christ that makes that ebb and flow work. It's, um, it's really interesting that you pointed out the spirituality part with some of the marriages fizzling out amongst your friends. I was just sitting here thinking like that, and it is the, the cultural attack on marriage like you're unhappy get out like no like let's work at this right let's talk let's figure it out Mm. let's find a solution and fix it and there's no shame of bringing a third party whether it be god or um, a therapist or your priest or your Mm. best buddy to bounce off ideas if you're really struggling there's no shame in that and i think the biggest part of of us as men is like admitting that, yeah, we need help. It's okay to ask right. for help. Yeah. That, that can be very hard to do because uh, a lot of times yep. it's pride gets in the way. It's not wanting to, it's that not wanting to be humble. Um, I think sometimes too, maybe it's that not wanting to laugh at ourselves and our faults. You know, um, I have some quirky habits that need to change. My <laughs> life puts up with them <laughs> and it is a putting up with them. You know, things always have to, we always joke about. Sometimes we have to recognize and be okay with the commitment that is marriage. Love is also a choice. 
Like there are going to be dry seasons in our marriage. You know, there are going to mm-hmm. be ebbs and flows. There are going to be there are going to be days where I make it a little bit harder t- for my wife to love me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely not saying people I don't love my wife. Right. Yeah, we're definitely not saying that. It's like you said. It is. Yeah, you probably don't like me as much today. Right, and that's the difference. Because in marriage, your spouse gets the best of you, but also the worst of you. Yeah. And they choose it all. They choose mess it all. You know, you're, you're marrying a person, not a project. You embrace, embrace it all and you grow together and you communicate through those things. And I know I've got annoying habits that Kelly is still trying to quote unquote fix. Uh-huh. And whether I think they're a big deal or not, I don't know. Like some things have changed for the better. Right. And mm-hmm. there are things that she does that I love you, Kelly. We mm-hmm. all know. <laughs> do upset me. I mean, like, it's it's a give and take. What's really important? Right, it is. What battle do you want to fight today? Yeah, and that actually goes back to, I was going to try and find a way to come back to this. Uh, on the day, on our wedding day, a, a couple, an elderly couple came up to us, and, and we had known them for a bit while, you know, while we were preparing to be mar- married. And they said, on our wedding day, they'd been married 50 years. Oh, wow. They, they said, on our wedding day, we were given this advice, and I think it's the best advice we have ever gotten. You can be right or you can be happy. Interesting. You know? And I've never forgotten that because I, I think I don't think w- the point is let yourself be treated like a doormat. I think the point is how important is the last word? You know, be happy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't always have to win the argument. You know, we don't always have to make our point. It's not my way or the highway. There's a balance there that's needed. And in that sense, I think you do help each other improve. You do help each other. In marriage, God is at work to make your souls great. That's St. John of the Cross says, God is always at work to make your souls great. Mm -hmm. But that's especially true in marriage. So there is that, what you were talking about, there is that improvement for the better. There is that, uh, as iron sharpens iron, you're you're strengthening each other. Yeah, it's like you say that, and I've had this conversation many times with Kelly, of because when we started dating, she was very spiritual and Mm -hmm. very into her faith, um, going on retreats, and went to retreats in high school where I was the Sunday obligation gentleman. Mm-hmm. And that's that was it for me. And I, I talked to her all the time, like, what have I done for you? Like, I don't mm-hmm. see any spiritual change, but you've changed mm-hmm. me so much. Right. And I, I'm sure she's said things, but I just, whether it was stupidly goes in near one out, one ear and out the other because it's not the answer I'm looking for. Right. Or I just don't believe it. But mm-hmm. I don't, she's, a, she is so amazing. Right. Which I, I think scripture comes to mind there too. A husband be one through the faith of his wife. Wow. You know? So that's St. Paul. It's in one of the Corinthians. <laughs> but that's true. Like, again, I, I see the same thing. What do I bring? And I know when we were talking about this before we started recording, you had made a comment about marrying up. Could you share that with the listeners, that, that kind of that, oh, that yes. cliche saying about marrying up? It was so interesting how it hit me like a couple of weeks ago. I was, um, I was having a discussion with someone um, and he's like, yeah, we always marry up. And it hit me like that's kind of a diss on to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for her. But it's also a snide comment at my wife. Like, right. she she could have done better, but she settled for you. Right. Like, yeah. how about we just compliment that you have an awesome wife right. and just leave me out of it? It's like, give the praise where it's due with 
with whoever it is in the relationship. Yeah. But I think if you're comfortable with people, it's like, oh yeah, it comes off as a nice little joking haha, but maybe right. we're just way too sarcastic with people and we need to be more genuine and loving with each other. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Especially when we're talking about things that are inherently relational. You know, I think that's really important. Um, I, I share your thoughts, though. Uh, I think my wife makes me uh, more than I am, better than I am. I'll leave out the, the part where I don't deserve her and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but somehow in God's plan, that's what he had in mind. And all I can do is just be grateful. And that's the right attitude.